Did y'all get that big old nor'easter, as I've been told they're they're called? I think yeah. it was just baby bitch shit down here. <coughs> yeah, Damn. it's just cold. It's just so cold. normally we don't we don't get those because there's a lake in the way. But then uh, weather forecasters were like, "Hey, it's hard to tell because there's a very steep drop off on the edge of the storm." But Toronto might get about a foot of snow. And we're like, "Okay, that's you know a lot of snow, but not a ton of snow." Uh, we ended up getting somewhere in their neighborhood of like 70 to 80 centimeters, which is almost three feet of snow in about 12 hours. Thank God you converted that for me. Yeah. So three we, feet? Yeah. Like three feet? Yeah. That's half a door. <laughs> yeah. That's half a door? That's your it metric? Was normally. That's, a, that's more than half a door. So in a lot half of places. Door, no, no, okay, was... wait. No, no, hold on. Half a door. <laughs> hold on. Uh, what doors are we are you using on a day-to-day basis? Imagine you open the door to your house and there's just a fence of snow preventing you from leaving your house. So that was part of, that was part of the problem because we went to, um, you know, clear because of so much snow. So rapidly, this becomes a problem. Uh, we had to clear the snow away from our uh, CO2 exhaust from the furnace. So we don't all die of CO2 inhalation. Uh, the problem being that normally if that's like an issue, it normally isn't because, you know, they're off the ground and snow accumulates slowly enough, it can melt under the CO2. Uh, couldn't open the door to that side of the house because the step up to it was just up. Like you opened it up and there's normally three steps down. The step was just gone. It was just a snowbank. <laughs> so so this to, is your ghost, right? Yeah. So I had to go out the front door, shovel the entire front, clear the driveway clear the side of the house up to and in those places because of the wind in between the houses the snow drifts had gotten up to like waist height on me which is a little over a meter so you know things were a mess here there's a really very good video going around of a bunch of uh, people in Toronto who were riding the bus uh, when the bus got stuck in the snow all of them getting out of the bus to push the bus up the hill so they could get to work <laughs> oh my god yeah. fuck that uh, how do you so a snowblower is like three feet tall so you can't use that it's buried it's buried under so the snow somewhere that's part of the problem is that like depending on where you go because it was also very windy you get snow we're like all right in some places it's only about a foot and a half of snow in some places the wind has pushed a snowbank up that's like almost two meters tall it's like almost six <clears throat> feet of snow in some places because there were, there were a couple of mostly buried stop signs where the city snowplows had, like, buried the so, uh, stop signs. You're going to DM me later, and I'm going to teach you how to make a flamethrower, and <laughs> that's going to solve most of your problems. I think, I think depending on uh, where you live in Canada, there's actually a legal, uh, legal way to acquire a flamethrower, which is fun. Okay, but, uh, well, you know. um, it's cheaper to make one, and it's not that hard, <laughs> so I'm going to tell yeah. you how to do it later. Mostly Not on the was, podcast. Uh, mostly With household materials fine. you find under the sink. The I mean, I'll go right into it, but... In that case. Uh, it was mostly... Most, most things are fine because, like, the city eventually came by with, you know, the ro- clearing the roads. Uh, the problem is all the sidewalks because... Uh, the city has little sidewalk plows. They're like tiny little snow plows that you can just follow the sidewalks. There's too much snow. Like they yeah, where would it push it off? They physically can't drive through the snowbanks. 
And then yeah, on the, the only solution like, is tunnels. At like this point. two days, like two days after the snowfall, it was like four or five degrees above zero. So like a quarter to a fifth of the snow all melted. And then the sun set and the temperature dropped 15 degrees and all flash froze. So now <laughs> for our American viewers, zero degrees is Celsius. He means yeah. Celsius. Yes. So sorry, five degrees is thirty. It was, it was like thirty-eight degrees. or something. Just you know, just enough to make some of the snow melt and then immediately all freeze. So now it's uh, not just a snowish hellscape out there. It's also a randomly ice patch hellscape where all the snow pooled cool. and melted together. It's just it's a great. skating rink now. Yeah, there were people skating wow, down. There are sn- uh, excuse me, not skating, uh, skiing down streets because like that's just easier. And it's unplowed. Canadians. Yeah. Also, that sounds awful. All of that. Yeah. I forgot shoveling existed until you mentioned you had to yeah. shovel a path. And then I thought about I thought about the logistics of shoveling three feet tall snow. Do you yeah, also a want heart a flamethrower? Do you uh, also no. want a flamethrower? <laughs> I don't want a flamethrower. I feel like I'd run out of flame fuel. Of, uh, you wouldn't. <laughs> the most fun part of shoveling is having to redo it every time the city comes by and plows the road because they build up a nice little wall at the end of the driveway that you need to break down. It's great. I love it. Wouldn't the wall on the Fucking sidewalk rude. be six feet tall after yeah. they keep like pushing it up off the road? Yeah. There are <laughs> so some of the sidewalks are clear because some people bother to shovel their sidewalks, but like some of them it's like one shovel with and then the rest of it is like a snowbank up to your shoulders that you're like walking through a tunnel. It's fantastic. Oh my god. It's this incredible it patchwork. It's this incredible patchwork network of partially uh, shoveled sidewalks and then like places where people were like, yeah, fuck it, I need to go here. So I'm just going to trudge through knee high snow. And eventually, uh, through the power of working together and I guess communism, plowing your own sidewalk. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. It's also very good. Do you, do you have any do you have any pictures of this? I have a couple. Uh, I don't know if we're oh, this is a fucking day. nightmare. I just saw. And this seems like after some of it melted. Oh, oh no no no. That There's reminds um, me of the last snowstorm we had in Jersey. Yeah, like this was the first like we've gotten up to, you know, a lot of snow, but it's over an accumulation of time, right? This was all of this snow in 12 hours. With, uh, yeah, this looks like it's been snowing for months. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even a plow. That's like a cat. That's a construction vehicle. That yeah. <laughs> at this point, moving through the street. Hey, when shit sucks, you got to get the good stuff. Look at that snow pile on the right compared to the size of that car. I just... It's <laughs> comparable, yeah. God. I feel like you're inexperienced with snowstorms, Andrew. No, I lived in upstate New York for a time, and it was bad, but um, I never lived in a densely populated area with snow like this, so that, uh, I guess that's that's what I'm reacting Yeah, once to you get out anything. into, like, you know, the suburbs, or God forbid, like, the city of Toronto, you just, there's nowhere to plow, like, this is why, so 22, 23 years ago, then mayor of Toronto, Mel Lastman, uh, had to call in the army after a snowstorm that was about this bad because <laughs> to fight the snow they yeah, because they own the flamethrowers because in a city there's just nowhere to go with the snow there's nowhere to put it it can't plow properly and so Would you say there's nowhere to go it's nobody's problem um get out of my house 
no one so like in that case it was they weren't like they weren't like plowing the snow it was the emergency vehicles can't go anywhere because the streets are unusable but tanks and like apcs can so you're our ambulances <laughs> and paramedics and you're clearing storm drains of snow and re-engineering and fixing fallen trees and like you know all that mess you know real reasons to call in real real reasons to call in the army uh serious reasons but also it's just objectively funny that like of course toronto had to call the fucking army to deal with some snow amen no it's How better involved? Than, it's better than the last time America called in the army for a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Big news this week, and welcome back to the Funcast Roundtable, where we talk about exciting things because in the world of gaming, it never slows down, uh, even in the off season. So we have some big news today. I'm joined by the wonderful tim tim how are you doing good i'm here it's video games uh with daniel how are you uh you know frosty <laughs> and trying and out some new up? uh camera lenses uh, my night job turned into a day job and uh it's bad Whoa. I'm, I'm very tired that almost sounds like a good thing uh no. and i no, am your I'm host. So tired. i am your host andrew Hello. I'm your uh, host, I wanna, Tired. <laughs> I want to jump right into it so that uh, Dean can go back to sleep. Um, Activision Blizzard, the most popular, friendly mm. company that only has good things to s- happen for years now. Well-loved, beloved, if you will. Owners, creators of World of Warcraft, which has never had a problem publicly where are you you getting Uh, diablo uh where diablo 3 loved by all fans you don't have a script what script Mm -hmm. are you reading from right now i mean these this Uh, is all correct so far as far as i can tell mobile diablo announced with no problems uh that was true heroes of the storm the most popular moba still going strong everyone is excited for overwatch too did Every you take- yep, Overwatch 2 is coming out very soon, I'm sure, and it's going to be very good. Did Kodak pay you for this? Uh, and uh, Hearthstone. What are you? Actually, nothing bad's happened with Hearthstone. What are you doing? Except they try to silence still political allies. Of yeah, Hong why, Kong. why are you saying oh, words? That was the truest no. thing you've said so far. <laughs> All the other things I said were, were white lies. It turns out Activision Blizzard is a company of. Uh, snafus i guess you could say um <laughs> been never ending we'll snafus. call them we'll call stumbling, them sex pests. stumbling from one self-inflicted gunshot wound to the <laughs> foot after another that's correct and so uh if you've been following along with the podcast i don't know if we actually talked about this in one of our mm. earlier episodes or one of the episodes that didn't make it live but um last year the sexual misconduct reports, allegations, and just treating employees like crap in general sort of came to a head. There was a walkout, and uh, um, California sued them. Like <laughs> the state of California sued the company, uh, and there was a re- report about, um, or sorry, an investigation about this. And I guess Activision Blizzard finally decided, okay, we we've we've finished our investigation or whatever. We we're going to let go a dozen 
plus employees that have been problematic. And the people said, oh, great. You mean the, like, the problematic head of your company, Bobby Kotick, who is constantly under fire for allegations. And they're like, no, no, not that one. The other people <laughs> that were problematic. Not, not um, the guy that was threatening to have a reporter killed. Or a yeah, former not, um, employee killed in an email. Not that I one. I believe it was well, a secretary. Like, yeah. And everyone was satisfied after that, right, Andrew? Not even a stressful. Yeah. Word. Yeah. And then no more news for almost 24 hours, or I think, there was no more news. And then out of the blue, Microsoft, uh, you know, owners of Minecraft, which is what I think they're most well known for. Sure. Um, they were like, you know what was a really good purchase? ZeniMax. Think of how we now own Skyrim. You know what would be even cooler, though, if we owned Warcraft. So as Microsoft comes in, plops down $70 million and says, why don't you take this money and F off? <laughs> Dude, they did, they did not buy Activision for Warcraft. Uh, I like to think they did. No. <laughs> they, bought, they bought it for... They, they bought, bought it for it, Call of Duty. Well, they bought it for Call of Duty. Yeah. They bought it because... Important to remember, it is not just Activision Blizzard. The stock ticker is ABK for Activision Blizzard King. King. King, King being yeah. Yeah, King up well. until the explosion of Warzone, King being the largest division of that company. At one point, uh, King was making more money than both Activision and Blizzard. Yeah. You just guys have to kill by my the way. dreams. <laughs> by I, the way, I wanna Candy believe. Crush, very popular as it turns out. It's also very popular when you make Candy Crush and you also just cut out the middleman and also make all of your own clones of your own game clever <laughs> yeah that's actually a good so like Why have the, I, whatever we blank sagas and a bunch of the candy crush clones are also right after made. this it's we great. should report we should record a second video game podcast yeah it's just this one but just saturate the market different. with us beautiful <laughs> and only us I, I wonder if they would ever consider buying supercell own all the mobile market um but anyways the, the point is uh yeah activision blizzard has been bought huge news rocking the industry not only for the staggering amount of 70 billion which is an absurd amount compared to all other buyouts and purchases it's an unthinkable amount of money uh minecraft was purchased for like 5 billion and at the time that was unthinkable then bethesda was purchased for like 7 billion and that was a lot and People didn't not, think that would not happen. Bethesda, Zenimax, the whole shebang. <laughs> yeah, yeah Zenimax, true. Not Bethesda Softworks, the whole thing. Yep. And then uh, Take Two, not even that long ago. I actually don't know when this buyout occurred. I know it was recent. They bought last Zynga. week. Last week, <laughs> we we <laughs> forgot to week. talk about it last week. But at the time, it was the largest games acquisition of all time at nearly thirteen billion dollars. Well, guess what? Yep. Zynga and yeah, Take not, Two, not to be outdone. Yeah, get the fuck out! Here's seventy billion dollars for the largest and first independent third-party publisher in video games. Amazing. It's so, a good get. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess uh, Phil Spencer, who is the CEO of the, the gaming division of Microsoft, he's he they've renounced they've announced recently that they have this like new restructuring of how their whole games division like hierarchy is going to yeah, work. Has, uh, Phil has a new title. He's like CEO of like Microsoft Game Experiences or something, which is some the CEO of something. Microsoft Gaming. 
There Phil Spencer. Okay, that that sounds normal instead of whatever Dan said. <laughs> I don't know, I like, man. Company, I like company the other titles one. get weird. Like yeah, some sort he's... of like hipstery, like new wave CEO. Mm-hmm. They have slides Guru in their... of interactive yeah. entertainment. <laughs> I feel like um, the the board had weird titles like that though, in the image they posted with like the twelve people and yep. like the, all the heads. Here it is. Uh, the CVPs. Uh, the chief of staff, the CVP of Xbox Game Studios. Like, how can you have a CEO and then a CVP, like all these chief vice presidents? Uh, Look, when yeah. you build a new division out of the, like, burning Hulk remains of, like, previous Xbox divisions, things get a little messy. Also, I feel like between, like, middle management and C-suites, you can just make up titles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, jobs. These were the two I was confused about when I read this the first time. The CVP of Gaming Ecosystem Organization, which I'm not <laughs> okay. We're I back to dance bullshit. <laughs> and then the other one was a GM of Gaming Communications, General so like, Manager of Gamecom. Sure. So like Xbox Live Chat. Yeah, sure. CEO of those I Modern Warfare know. Two lobbies you hear so much about. I, I so, anyways. Um, yeah, so the pretty big news, and the big question on everyone's mind is: Yes, Activision Blizzard pushed out these troublesome employees after this investigation concluded, and I think the investigation also did end up finding the company some amount of money. It just wasn't that much. Is that right? Did I have that correct? Um, pretty sure the wouldn't surprise me at all. The state suit is still moving forward. In September, Activision said it had agreed to a settlement with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, uh, and they settled for $18 million, with an oh. M. And it's important to clarify that because now we're talking in the scale of billions. <laughs> $18 million is a drop in the bucket to what they were sold at for. So uh, It is literally like 0.0-something percent of what they purchased the company for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although because of these investigations and probes, their stock price did drop, like according to this, 30% when it first was announced. So Microsoft, I think, stroke striked when the iron was hot. Kind yeah, of the, That's probably why the, they swooped in because they were the probably the timeline thinking about of it. this was basically they saw the stock price drop and were like, "Oh, we can, I can sell this to Microsoft in terms of making an acquisition now that they're 30% cheaper." You guys think it really happened that quickly? everything i've heard basically this talk for acquisition started in like september october last year oh my god i didn't think it was that quickly it's like basically that's when microsoft swooped in was like started the conversation and explains why uh the board was happy to keep old bobby k around because they were in the middle of negotiating a buyout and like part of that was Activision being like, well, maybe we don't want to sell to Microsoft. Let's see if anybody else will want to match their offer. Uh, you know, do the due diligence, no. do all that stuff. Try to sell to Facebook or I'm sorry, Meta. And like everyone was like, no. So Microsoft got to, in cash, spend seventy billion dollars. At least that you know the price, final price might change as it closes next year. But uh, yes, that's, that's like that's an that's like half their them. cash reserve. That's wild. Like Xbox um, as a division has often benefited from Microsoft R and D, but they've never really been able to leverage Microsoft money before. They've never really, you know, 
benefited from Microsoft having a gazillion dollars behind them. They were just this division that like existed within Microsoft. Now, like as recently as like 2014, shareholders are like, maybe we should drop the Xbox division because it doesn't really make us any money and it eats up a lot of R&D money. Maybe it would be better to spin it off as its own thing or sell it to somebody or like, you know, just otherwise get rid of it. Then here they are now convincing Microsoft to spend half of its cash reserves on an acquisition. It's that wild. is pretty wild when you put it that way. Like, like the um, changes that Microsoft has gone through in the last even five years is crazy. Like the entire C-level is new, new CEOs everywhere, new people, new, new positions. It's crazy. You know what I like about Microsoft? How little I hear about them in the news. I, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate well, that about a company. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Why don't you tell me about their... Oh, I don't have any news. I just think somebody with that much money has a lot of money. Oh, a, a bunch of skeletons in their closet? Well, absolutely. I don't, so much. I don't doubt it. I, Literally, I'm saying... it's like, listen, this terrible thing happened to you. We're going to give you $500,000 and you're never going to speak about this again. And they can just at do least, that. At infinite. least they're getting that $500,000. That's 500000 more than they would have gotten at Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> um, the important thing you mentioned, uh, Daniel, too, is that the the buyout finalization isn't occurring until 2023, and um, Activision is going to stay as Activision until that point, which mm -hmm. means they need someone to run it, which means. Bobby Kotick sticking yep. around for another year, and the big yep. question on everyone's mind is. What's going to happen to him? Because there's been no clear indication that like, yes, as soon as the sale goes through, we're going to let go of him because I don't think they're legally allowed to do that. <laughs> no, um, which is so, the thing. like they can't they can't mention that type of personnel movement at all. Like they can't even talk about it. It's like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But as it is now, we have to like make sure everybody stays the same because we don't want to like bias this sale. And right. who knows if the sale happens because like as recently as like That's three days question. ago, like like an hour after this was announced, there was like a thing from like the Justice Department in the United States that was like, yeah, we're going to be, you know, changing some things about how we look at mergers and acquisitions. And I think that like unprompted, like completely unrelated to this acquisition, <laughs> like an hour later, it was here's the people in charge of making sure these things are OK, saying that like they might take a different look at things in the future. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I can imagine the SEC raising uh, a single brow and Maybe. Yeah, like, I mean, Checking it, probably, this over. it probably goes through like this isn't like I think all of this type of media consolidation is just kind of inherently bad, but this right. isn't quite at the level of Disney buying Sony or right. buying Fox. Excuse me. This is like, you know, this is Microsoft merging with Activision so that Microsoft can be the third largest player by revenue in gaming. Right. Which is still huge. That's still like bad. That's still a lot of power you can throw around, especially with Activision's you know, <clears throat> Call of Call of Duty. There were two Call of Duty games that were the best-selling games last year. Number one and number two were the most recent Call of Duty and the previous Call of Duty were the best-selling games last year. That's a lot of third-party really... weight you get to throw around now that you own Call of Duty, and like that might yeah. not be okay. I mean, I've said for a mm -hmm. while, like it's an interesting acquisition too because it forces other companies like Sony to play ball with whatever yeah. their whims may be. It's you better spend it's spend money and keep up or fall behind and die. And Sony as a company is pretty big. They ain't Microsoft big. 
They yeah, don't have see, uh, $70 billion in cash sitting around. Like, they have 10. A couple of years ago, though, you got to remember, too, uh, Microsoft was trying pretty aggressively to bully Sony into cross-play. Mm-hmm. And, and they've and only Sony, relented within like the last year or so. And Sony and now was it's holding like, out entirely because they wanted publishers to pay them for it. Yeah, and now like it's that's, like... That's where, they, that's where they were sitting at as King of the Mountain. And, yeah, and they're still King of the Mountain. But also it's like, well... Do we need to make an, you know, this is the, the scariest part about any type of big merger and acquisition, especially now in an economy where debt is like so cheap and all these tech companies have a gazillion dollars sitting around doing nothing. Is that like, well, who does Sony buy? Do they buy anybody? Do they buy Square? <laughs> well, I was going to say. They can't buy EA. That would be Sony, the company merging with EA and that would bankrupt them. Like they can't do what, that. They don't have see, that much uh, money. They could buy Ubisoft. Yeah, they could buy Sony's Square. Price. Sony's yeah. price right after the acquisition dropped by like some ridiculous amount. I think it was like, like it was like billion. a it was like a small overall percentage, but it was like twenty billion dollars in market cap just gone. Which you know, <laughs> stock markets are going to stock market, but like again, Sony's big, but like the PlayStation brand is what props up a lot of that company. I'd like I would be more surprised. I would be less surprised if like Sony Films. And Sony Music got sold off to somebody else rather than Sony buying something, but who knows? Yeah, uh, um, yeah. So this is pretty big news. So I just I wanted to make sure we covered it, but I do want to move on because there is other things we have to talk about. Um, uh, apparently, <laughs> I have a news link here about Wallace and Gromit. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say that I'm a huge Wallace and Gromit fan. Unfortunately. I've never, I didn't grow up with them. I missed a lot of the appeal. But this says an open world Wallace and Gromit game. And you, you've got a little bit of my interest. As long as it's in the art style of Wallace and Gromit, that would be fascinating. And I would I would be into that. But yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be. It's part of their brand identity. It's, you know, this is, this is reporting on a bunch of like job listings for a uh, job making an open world's video game based on an original IP that the animation studio is concocting. Uh, quote, game will focus on, quote, inventive mechanics and compelling characters. Because, you know, most video okay. games don't have those. <laughs> inventive I mean, mechanics. you're not you're not actually wrong. Most video games uh, don't no. have that. Um, it just, I think this is, you know, this is a, this was I, some cute news. It, it also aligns with Wallace and Gromit announcing, the studio announcing that there's a new Wallace and Gromit movie and a sequel to Chicken Run coming to Netflix. So obviously everyone hears this and they're like, oh, this is going to be in the same visual style as the claymation. But I mean, there there's really no indication of that, is there? No. There's no indication it's of just, anything. It's, it's the animation studio. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's the animation studio. So hopefully, because it's a look, you know. What's interesting to me about this is uh, it's open world and Ubisoft isn't involved. It's Bandai Namco. So yeah. imagine, imagine if you will, an open world game that is not made by Ubisoft or Nintendo. So. I'm going to climb towers now. Who knows? It's going to be like, I'm going to reveal device. icons on the map. You, you <laughs> have to get on the robot pants and this is chaos. <laughs> Fight a penguin? That's Walton Gromit, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Go to the That's moon, the find it's made of, of cheese, look. come home, just in time for tea. That's true. I do like the voice actor of Wallace. I, I enjoy that. Or is that Gromit? Wait, which one's which? Which one's the dog? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to leave it. You oh, have to geez. wallow in your... You tried so hard to say this compliment to a man you don't know. 
You guys want to? You guys want to talk about? Um, you guys want to talk about fucking? Hell yeah! Uh, I want to talk most, about the most important news of the week. Um, the secret reveal that Tiffa Lockhart is Italian. Yeah. No one saw it coming. <laughs> the most famous oh, I... Italian parliamentarian of all time. Uh, Tifa. I forgot we and were going to talk about this. Is this uh, is this FF7R spoilers? Is this is this a twist they're building up to? God, I if wish. you do the uh, if you do the dress up cloud scene just correctly, this is the video that plays, and that's so what they for so for those unaware, um, what was this? Uh, what was the what was the occasion? This uh, this Italian Senate meeting? Um, yeah, it was just and they like were holding daily. it over Zoom. It was just so, like a regular thing that they were yeah, doing. Just a, a regular thing, and then you know, suddenly on this Zoom call, you just see was it Cloud? Was it Cloud yes. railing Tifa? Yes, it and was, then it was indeed cloud railing. Of CG Tifa. pornography, uh, just getting Zoom bombed because Zoom is a security nightmare. Um, a seminar entitled towards a transparent civil service. Well, you know yes. what else is transparent? Oh, I don't want to finish this joke. <laughs> Uh, well, it, Tim's the participants, right there were saying, like weird. all kinds of politicians and like representatives from like the UN and also a Nobel Prize winner getting to watch Tifa get just absolutely railed. And then, Blasted. then, then Blasted there was some, from the back. There, there was also some like uh, some uh, Genshin Impact stuff afterwards. And oh, wow. Mixing it this, up. Well, they didn't zoom bomb of whatever of whatever discord the Zoom bomber was in just showing all of it. It was great. And just sitting there is just all these Italian politicians are just watching. There's nothing they can do. Watching it happen. You're yeah, I want to be uh, really clear about this. This is the thing that I I heard this story and I went, haha, Reddit trolls got him again. Uh, the part that's astounding is they had no way to stop it, no. I guess. So it just went on for like <laughs> 10 minutes yes. of just this just video on the Zoom meeting going on. And like, I, I imagined in my head, like, oh, it flashed on and they, someone was like, oh, cut the tape. But they were like, no, the Italian said, it's like, what do we do? We waited out. Like, yeah, the only none, thing. Of the, none of those politicians are running the Zoom call. There's like a technician somewhere that's figuring yeah. out how do I kick a, a Zoom bomber out of a Zoom meeting? And spoiler, you kind of can't. It's yeah, very like, hard. The you'd have to, I think, completely end the Zoom call and then go to like a different, make a whole yeah. new room with like different security stuff. Yeah, it, you have you because like if you don't have it set to where you can just like remove people as the MC, I don't think you can set that during the call, or at least they it's like a horrible mess. I haven't used Zoom in a year and a half, but and I think it's one of those things where it's like if if they had it poorly like structured. Every single person would have to leave the call if they, Beautiful. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, I think really you never use it. the most important question here is, do, do, does Cloud finish? Not in this animation, no. I think I it's a think so. No, think it's, it's just, just a looping 30-second clip on Gelboru? Okay. Yeah, Pro probably. It's like all the others. I'm, I'm not a porn aficionado, so I couldn't <laughs> actually tell you. Like Because this the is important, guys. This is the, uh, this is... This is what matters. Well, we know what he doesn't do because heroes don't do that. <laughs> you're not a you're not a you're not a porn sommelier as you as if you would. Okay. Porn wizard. Uh, gonna jump out a window if you don't mind. Porn ninja. Vice president oh. of porn ninja. Yes, CVP of porn. <laughs>
So that's that's our platform war segment for the week. I'm not really sure how these last two made it into the platform wars. <laughs> these were news. Let's say the platform wars was about Xbox Game Pass and and Microsoft's Tate. You know, what do you mean? The wall that is the news. Wallace the Wallace and Gromit bit was added before Blizzard got bought. Okay, I think it's important. It's looking people... like a slow news week. No, that that the Italian Senate got to see <laughs> the Italian Senate lo- loves hentai canonically. Yeah. And Tif- Tifa is Italian. Tifa is a star. I've sure. seen that fan art. She loves that Italian flag. Um, Wearing yeah. it quite proudly. So we, we've reached another end of a two-week segment, which means the bracelet, the fabled bracelet that... Uh, it's not fabled. It's right there. It's not like a myth. The Well, what do you call that? The Like when it's like a the legend, but it's a bad legend. The like... the anti- Infamous? Infamous. Infamous. Thank you. God, the infamous bracelet. Fucking nailed Tim, it. Tim sent all of us. Uh, thank you again, Tim. Love the gift. Um, and anytime, guys. Uh, as as you may recall, we were forced against our will to play the game Empire of Sin, a John Romero uh, developed game. I don't John Romero think- joint. A mm-hmm. joint. Thank you. That's what it says Husband when you launch. Team. It wants you to know <laughs> that Romero's <laughs> attached to this game very strongly. Um, and it's not that old at all. It actually only came out like two years ago. Um, so exactly two years ago to the day. And I don't know. What did people think about it? I played it for apparently five hours. I, I put five hours into this one. I what apparently you, you played guess? it for ten I think it it's a pretty neat... Okay, so I saw... I was Googling around to see what people were thinking about it, and I saw a review headline that was titled, uh, It's Good Fellas, Not Great Fellas, and I think I agree with it, and I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. I, like, listen, that's a terrible hey. headline pun. Uh, that's but delightful. It's good. It's good. It's <clears throat> It has the problem I think I have with a lot of these types of simulator strategy games yeah that, let's that take paradox, it from the top that paradox also develops but they're just publishing this one but they have you know a so repertoire. so this it's this is crime, a, a is. crime management um slash turn-based strategy game and of like it, it is pretty much sectioned off like that you are you are managing a crime empire In and then 20s, also chicago yeah in yeah. 1920s and then um, you zoom and it, in and it's XCOM but mafia yeah, and that's it. Basically, that's, that's the whole it. thing. Yeah, I, I'm looking um, at some uh, Steam reviews right now, and I think that's exactly the problem. Is that's it? <laughs> you know, this this gets into the same problem I had with uh, the first game we played. Um, it's the name State, State of Decay. Huh? State of Decay Two. That's what it was. State of Decay Two, where they have again someone that developed a vertical slice of gameplay that's really fun, engaging, has a good loop, has stuff, and then it just ends. There's no depth. There's no tree. There's no like, oh, I can't wait to really build this yeah, out. You, the game you is hit, just like you hit the end of the progression loop before you hit the end of the gameplay progression. I mean, yeah, like, basically you get to the end of the tutorial and you, 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 and I, I, you see this with a lot of games, especially open world games, you see where the road is leading and you see like the whole road, like it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just a straight so, path. And like a lot of, uh, paradox grand strategy games, like a Stellaris or an EU or a Hearts of Iron, oh, well, man, Hearts Stellaris. of Iron to a lesser extent, this has a problem where the early game and the most of the mid game are great because you're still doing stuff. 
And then you hit the point where you start snowballing because the AI just can't keep up with you. Right. And from that point on, it becomes less of a game and more of a, I got to right click every single one of these. I still have to fight these battles because the auto resolve thinks it's a 74% chance, even though I'm going to kill these three thugs in a yeah, single Yeah, even time. though <laughs> I've done this, this, the exact same fight in the exact same map three other times my, with no my issues. Ke- <laughs> my yeah, Quebecois, my, my wonderful Quebecois, uh, showed girl dancer gangster is going to run up and beat this dude to death with a with a stiletto <laughs> and then just you know all these guys are going to die in one turn i got to do this nine more times to take care over this neighborhood and then i got yep. like by the end of the owning the first neighborhood it's chicago it's all chinatown so it's like sectioned off into neighborhoods and each of those have subdivisions precincts by the end of taking the first neighborhood uh I was like on the scoreboard in the game ranked the number one crime family in Chicago. And I was like, well, at this point, you did it. I was like, yeah, oh, wow. I can now like, I'm making $34,000 a week. I can so, just, yeah. I have five super gangsters who are just, again, winning every combat in one turn. I've reached the end of progression. Where do I? So just, just to I give like a do kind the of thing um, for an hour larger uh view of of like the mechanics at play here you you are you are basically um managing a a a bootlegging empire or um and and you have like speakeasies you have breweries you have brothels you have casinos is that it is that is that do they introduce anything else is that it i think some of the the dlc or expansions has other buildings i noticed okay and and these you know bring in income and they also bring in I, I guess like heat to like you know the cops you know you know get like a heads rage, up yeah oh uh, yeah and um and you you know you upgrade these you get income in and you know uh, also between all that you go into basically what seemed like the same building over and over pretty much a hundred percent and you do XCOM to people you like, do yeah. violence on them. You have you, do you have some bar like, map, distillery map, brothel map, and like the fourth one map. You do some like yep. honestly pretty horrific violence to people. It's oh yeah, like, the executions yeah, are actually yeah, I mean, real yeah. good. You ever get the SMG execution animation where you just dump a mag into a dude's body and they're just on the that's it's, a waste. <laughs> it's horrific. <laughs> And sort of the um, uh, the yeah. XCOM bits are you know uh, if 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 you haven't played XCOM it's just you know you take cover and you take a shot and then the RNG uh, fucks you. A hundred percent. You miss a ninety five percent chance to hit. Ninety eight. Yep. <laughs> and you 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 just basically use your guns and your equipment to sort of get through these turn based battles and and it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's That's fine. fine. I didn't. It's, it's good, fellas. Not yeah. great. <laughs> That's a it's really a weird, distinct way to say It's it. a weird thing because it's almost there. You can see where, like, this isn't that far off from, in terms of, like, maybe budget or time, from, like, scaring yeah. up a little. Because it's almost a really powerful simulation. Like, you I see think, all these agents mm-hmm. rowing the map and the cops are just doing their own thing. It, but, like, they don't quite all connect together yeah. into quite the clockwork contraption you want it to. I think that I think the game's biggest weakness is that it does everything perfectly fine and serviceable. I think the biggest weakness is that like we've all played those games before right. that yeah. focus on certain mechanics and do this them is, better. 
this feels a lot to me like the early days of the early access release of Bannerlord Mountain Blade, yeah, like where it's like, if, oh, this is almost there, but it's not, and therefore is like not worth. Yeah. So it's like if I wanted to play a turn-based strategy game like that, I would play XCOM, which is what it mimics. And I if might even I play, wanted to uh, play Phantom Doctrine. If, yeah, or also a good one. If I wanted to zoom out and do like a kingdom management sim, I would play like uh, fucking Civilization or Solar Empire. Yeah. Like both games that focus on that one mechanic and then do it well instead of this one, which does it and it does it pretty good. But like you've played better games than this of the same style. So like, eh. It's I just crime theme yeah. to me. Is like the very like the missing thing. Uh, I'm thinking now about the strategy component, and like that's usually what could like suck me through repetitive gameplay. Is like if it had good strategy, I could do those dumb XCOM battles over and over again. If I had the strategy to like sink my teeth into strategy, you know what there. that game doesn't have is a tech tree. How can you yeah. have a, like a like an empire sim without a tech tree? Even yeah, like, like you. Sims, they- and tech trees <laughs> you upgrade your buildings but it's like it doesn't really amount to like no. it amounts to no, yeah. it amounts to number go up it doesn't like really affects much like at some point it's like yes i could upgrade how much alcohol i'm making but a i don't have to and b like i don't have to upgrade period because i'm clearing like 40 grands in in-game week and like that's more money than god in 1920 yeah i, I, I did like a side mission and gave me like twenty five thousand dollars, and i was just like well okay that's <laughs> yeah, more like, than i'm gonna make and like if you're building and expanding that money goes quick but like you also don't have to because like that's the only thing there is to really spend money spend on. money on yeah you know what like, there doesn't seem like there's like any real uh like pressure in this game either no no so, like nothing's at risk like it doesn't feel it, like anybody is particularly aggressive with you or your holdings, and I'm sure if time fast forwarded and prohibition really kicks off, like it would be worse. But like I don't know, I played the game for like an in-game year, and what happened is the like the bonus ticked to another thing I didn't really care to manage <laughs> or like notice. Like for example, other mechanics that you didn't notice. You know how a lot of your gangsters will have a thing like when. They'll have like an ability like, oh, 10% more production when stationed at your safe house. Do you know how you do? Do you know how you actually do that? No, you don't just figure that out. You don't just leave them at the at the at the safe house in the back in the office area of the safe house. When you zoom in, there's a desk and you can right click on it and you can a call a sit down from there with another gang leader instead of from the diplomacy menu. B engage in diplomacy or C equip a gang member who will just sit at that desk and give you what? the bonus that way. Yeah, that's how you do oh, it. Oh, <laughs> hidden like, mechanic. It's like hidden. And then I was looking around at all the other like secondary safe houses, the like warehouses and the other precincts, and they all have a desk like that too, That but you can't station a guy there. You can just like call diplomacy or whatever from because it mm. has that close-in mountain blade zoom level where you want to be street level, but like the game can't be played from street level that, like it's impossible it does bring to mind that like this game uh, it explains itself adequately but not very well when it comes to sort of the minutiae of the mechanics because no. yes yeah once you get past the tutorial you're like oh i can make more barrels of dog shit alcohol oh this is Spill. like a ticker for like how much heat you have and i saw all these numbers and then i stopped caring well, even then, it's like, okay, oh, you can increase the quality of your alcohol, okay, and it makes you more money, okay, 
where is that information displayed anywhere? I don't know how yeah. to say like this alcohol is worth this money and this alcohol is like, worth that money. I was money. looking. That's I was looking displayed. for that. I was looking for that exact screen that would be in like any grand strategy game or Sim City. That's like here's the graph section of the menu where you can tick through your like economic your economy, right? And like that yeah. just doesn't exist really outside of like hovering oh. over the number in the UI. It tells you. And the game is so dense that it. It has so many things folding over itself. Like there's probably fine print that does say that somewhere, but you have but to was, go through. I was reading like, in a, a in a legal preview. manual. I was reading in a preview <laughs> somewhere that apparently certain districts will prefer a certain type of alcohol. Who? What? Like it's because what? it's like oh sure. this is this is a high class bougie neighborhood. They're not here drinking swill, but like that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> game because what? you start you start off in like the beginner area in like chinatown and your neighboring areas are like the south side and it's all like shitty so like they'll buy your good alcohol it doesn't matter you, like not upgrading or upgrading or not having good enough alcohol doesn't come into play until like again i have two neighborhoods i'm 10 hours in how fucking long would it take for that to matter yeah they'll Does fucking it drink it yeah like i don't know uh, By the time right, I'm out I'll... of my second neighborhood, I'm producing just straight whiskey. I have like 600 barrels of whiskey a week. I have like an excess of 60. It's like, it's insane how quickly you get to the end of progression before it's, it's the, right. it's the Stellaris problem in Stellaris. You run into this same wall again, that's made by Paradox It's a different developer, but a lot of strategy games have this problem. It's like, okay, I've hit the point where I know I will win this game. And I don't know if I care enough to actually do all the clicking and spend the time to actually go and win. So I'm going to start a new game. Stellaris, in Stellaris's defense, because I love Stellaris, it does have a countermeasure for this that they introduced right. later, the crisis. which is the the crisis. So you can control the galaxy all you want. It doesn't matter if a giant yeah, devouring the... swarm appears yeah. at the edge of the galaxy. <laughs> um Okay, okay. Anyways, I want to get back to uh we've been sort of ragging on this idea of it's it's fine, but not great. Um I want to talk a little bit about the stuff that I think it does actually particularly well. And the first is that I actually really liked the theming. Yeah. I think it did the theming really well. I think the it's... character like voices, the the locale, so uh, I, the, when um... you went to street level, I think the cars it's, and all it's that It's a really stuff, good it Chicago. Great. It's a really good looking 20 Chicago. It fits yeah, the music's great. Uh, John Romero's wife, first name I am just completely blanking on. I'm sorry. She's like an amateur, like gangster historian. Like that's her like hobby passion. Is it's, uh, like Brenda. as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, oh, yeah, she right. grew up Brenda, yeah. in like upstate New York near the Canadian border, and there was like this bar, this the oldest like bar in America. Apparently, that's been continuously operating since before Prohibition. She always asked her mom like. Hey, how did that stay open during Prohibition? Her mom was always like, oh, you know, because you don't want to just tell a kid it stayed open because people will do literally anything to drink. And that means keeping (laughs) a bar open illegally for 20 years. Um, And because of that, she just became like fascinated with gangsters. And so a lot of the characters, not all of them, but a lot of them are like actual 20s gangsters. Some of them are from New York. Some of them, you know, outside Chicago, but like the the African-American fellow with the top hat and the cane, who is also an undertaker and is also a crime Lord is a real dude. (laughs) Not the undertaker. He, a undertaker, a undertaker, (laughs) which is like fantastic profession for a gangster. Really? Like we're making the bodies and I'm also burying the bodies. Like what a great, what a great setup for your gang business. 
But like, I was amazed to find out that that dude's real. I was disappointed to find out that Goldie uh, Gadot is not real. She's made up. Uh, very sad. I wanted to, I wanted this Quebecois showgirl to be real, uh, but <laughs> she's so authentic in both like the writing and the acting that like it feels like yeah these are all these all feel like these could be people from the twenties. It's incredibly yeah yeah well the realized. VA and sort of the the overall presentation for this is is very good. Yeah, I want I to that point. I was surprised how many lines were voiced. Actually, shocked how yeah. many lines were voiced. There, I didn't like this. I didn't think voice acting. Voice acted. I didn't yeah. think that yeah. at all going in, and it was like, oh, this is a whole cutscene where my character has personal stakes in this bullshit. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a whole story. Like each character, you'll get a different like story background quest. Where like one guy is gonna want you to like is gonna like want to go kill witnesses at his brother's trial, whereas like Goldie's is like my brother's in town. Oh shit, he's gonna blow up my spot about me being a, a Quebecois immigrant because <laughs> I'm not Shameful. actually I'm not actually Quebecois. That's my whole thing. I can't let him blow up my <laughs> spot, but well, but I gotta help him because he's in trouble. And it's like this whole quest line. It's like this is very good. This and is actually I, you can very favorably. He very favorably contrasts with Civilization because that that that's a franchise yeah. that is pumped to fuck with money, and I feel like they don't have anywhere near this amount of sort of attention to sort of yeah this this these aspects of presentation with like voice like acting vanity. and like interaction yeah true like the yeah, the characters totally they do agree. have in Civ all the leaders are like very well realized but they are very shallow right they don't they're like cards they're of, like yeah. they're like holographic cards. Basically. Yeah, yeah. You don't really get a sense of their nations when it comes down to the buildings and like the voice lines. Like, I feel like this game really they wanted to create an experience, and they tried so hard to to realize that experience that they like forgot what the game was. <laughs> they like forgot what they were aiming for. Like, yes, we have you are running a small bootleg operation and you are in 1920s prohibition era Chicago and you're there and you're, sh you're getting in gunfights with Tommy guns and the cops are right around the corner. Watch out. And then and they're uh, like, cool. Yeah. You, that's 20 minutes of gameplay. Then what happens? And they're like, Oh shit. Well, well you take over Chicago by being a gangster and then, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I did yeah. like actually the, the renditions of the taunt, like, because all these guns are a hundred years old, none of the manufacturers are around. So they're just like, there's no one to potentially sue us if we use the real name of all of these weapons, which is nice. All these like that's, that's first true. world war submachine guns and stuff and the Villa Perosas in here. I hope they did their research there because uh, after Red Dead Redemption, uh, we found out that Pinkertons were real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Something we thought a relic of a bygone era turns out is owned by a private security company in Sweden. Yep. Wow, that is very silly. <laughs> they also own, yeah. I think they also still own. I th think they also like merged with like Blackwater. Like that's all one thing now. Oh, so, so they so the Pinkertons haven't changed. No. <laughs> Um, I will say I'm looking at some of these reviews. Some people were saying that there was some some bugs. I didn't encounter any bugs or anything. Game ran fine for me. Yeah. Uh, if anything, there was maybe a couple too many loading screens. Um, but I, you know, whatever, whatever. I give them. A pass. Yeah. It's, I've seen worse. Um, so yeah, nothing, I, nothing show stopping. 
I had a weird yeah. thing, but this was just like, I think just windows being weird more than it was the game being weird where I was trying to toggle it out of full screen. And it just kind of like sat in the middle of my two monitors for a bit until I quit the game and relaunched it a couple times. It like figured out where it was supposed to go. But other than that, it like works fine. I think it's also, this is another game that's like all over the place platform wise. I think it's on switch even. <laughs> uh those unity games man you just mm-hmm. you just port it where you want uh okay so lastly to wrap up um i think yeah i said i had five hours in it uh daniel has 10 i think you guys each have like two <laughs> two or three I, I three, three hours yeah two for sure uh will you finish your campaign one and two will you ever play it again <laughs> that's <laughs> one or two <laughs> Uh, I'm going to start by saying, no, I will not do either of those things. Unfortunately, (laughs) the game just like, I love crime. I'm a crime boy. This cannot capture my attention. Like the veneer of it all is very interesting as we've gone over. But like every time I try to play it for more than the two hours I have, I'm just like, nah, I'm good. So no, I'm good. All right. That's fair. Tim, how about you? Uh, yeah, no, um, no, 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 nope, 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 um, these, these, um, these games, these sort of, like, uh, like, empire management games, they are bread and butter, right? Absolutely not, no, I fucking hate them, um, it's just, I see, yeah, because I'm a dumb piece of shit, I see, like, numbers and shit, and, like, you know, just, (laughs) Tim's brain only processes anime, Italian porn Only weeb anime. Shit. Only weeb <laughs> shit. Uh, um, but no, it's like all these like sort of impersonal systems, like this top level management stuff, like I find kind of unappealing for me personally. Uh, I like to play as a guy or a person in the world. I don't like to be like, like this fucking, you know, hand from on high like pushing shit around what you what you're saying is you would much rather uh play the version of this game where uh this is just mafia four yeah instead of uh yeah (laughs) now it's just (laughs) go ahead i'm not sure what part of 1920s prohibition era chicago is not weeb enough for you you lost me yeah, no, it's you're right. Uh, Fargo season four is my favorite anime. One, well, I mean, one of this one isn't of the Yakuza. There's nothing Yakuza about this game. Okay. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. But it's just like a lot of like management stuff, like like you know, uh, like making things more efficient or like upgrading like different buildings. It's just I, my eyes kind of glaze over because I don't give a shit. Yeah, you sounded like you were falling asleep during that sentence. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get it out. So, I mean, I, I totally, I'm totally cognizant of the fact that these games aren't necessarily for me, but I, I can, I, I can, I, I don't need this. I don't need this in my fucking life. You did your, you did your service. You I did fine. what I was supposed to do. God damn it. Daniel, how about you? Beat your campaign or <sighs> ever play it again? I have smaller version. I have absolutely no idea how much more time it would take to complete a campaign in this. <laughs> like Years. it took me ten hours. I did two neighborhoods, and like I'm already snowballed. As and like as cool as it is to like Goldie's like special ability or whatever is like she you pull out a sniper rifle and you get three shots with it. 
at like any range mm. and they do a ton of damage and they also pierce so in a lot of these fights when guys are stacked up you pop it at the start and you're like targeting a dude in the back and it's going through three dudes and it's like oh one turn i killed six guys there's no odds here that's cool but like also i don't know how do you want to do that like, 40 more times I don't know. <laughs> I do that that many times that's not. <laughs> like, I don't even. Yeah. I've I've finished one Stellaris game ever. I finished maybe bothered to finish maybe two games of Civ in my life. I've done maybe one Total War campaign ever, start to finish because they all hit this exact same point. We're like, well, I'm going to win, but I don't yeah. care about getting there. <laughs> so right. I guess the follow-up question not is: finishing. Would you would you start another campaign? to see if you could do it differently because that's what makes me come back to stellaris and, and the total war games is i'm like okay i know i've won let me try a different start and see if it like crazily changes the i game. cannot imagine different. i cannot imagine a different start being different enough to like matter yeah i don't think so for this one like i think you still start in chinatown with the same stuff i mean it's not like you're not like starting as like fish people for your your second go. <laughs> no. Wait a minute. Oh, Fish people yeah. in 1920. Oh, 1920s yeah. oh. Innsmouth. My for my next <laughs> run, I'll yeah, for my next run, I'll start as a uh, start as Batman for this next run. Uh and for myself, I've already uninstalled the game. So, I <laughs> Jesus, I all right. cannot play it. Um all right, so that was Empire of Sin, a game that could have been cool if it just had more, either better combat for XCOM. Like, Into the Breach is just combat, and it's great, and it has no big depth, but it knows what it is. And if this game had better combat, maybe it would have gotten there. Or if it had better, you know, like, systems, then it could have been a better sim game. But being in the middle... <laughs> It's good, fellas. It's it's I'm version great. it's version of combat depth is hey if you kill five hundred people with a weapon you'll get you'll max out being good with yeah. it. Like it's if like, it was uh... anything, if it was anything more innovative than just a carbon copy of the things it copied, I think we'd have something to talk about. Yeah, well, we did talk about it a lot. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm gonna move on to uh, where we talk about video games in their truest sense. Tim, tell us about Blade Assault. So uh, this is another fucking side-scrolling uh, roguelite game. Oh, I saw uh, this. This yep. looks cool. It, it's, it's recently out of early access as of like, I don't know, like a couple days ago. Um, I think it would probably be uh, fair to compare it to something like... Um, Shit, what's that other one that's very popular? Like, significantly more popular than this? Dead Cells? Yeah, that's the one. Um oh, would. Interesting. But it's it's sort of more... Um, sort of more of, like, a, an arena from level to level instead of sort of, like, these Metroidvania uh, that you'd see in, like, Dead Cells. Um, right. You basically spawn into these, these levels, and then uh, you walk a little bit forward, and then all the enemies show up. And so... Yeah. Uh, it's uh you know pixel art style it's um you, you got like three different characters they all have different abilities um and the action gameplay is uh pretty solid um it's very flashy kind of reminds me of devil may cry um okay but it sort of has that thing going on with sort of all of these mid-budget roguelite games where you can feel where they just kind of phone in like the 0.5 percent like 
bonuses. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, you can end up finding some items that make you, you know, broken as shit. But like the majority of like the items you will find are like, here's 1% to crit chance. I'll say this, uh, the Steam page currently has a now broadcasting watch the community play thing at the top, which is like the worst thing Steam has ever done. Uh, and it's a VTuber playing it, some like off-brand independent VTuber playing this game, and like that's all right. Yeah, with, with dead, 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 dead eyes. This is a South Korean game, right, the oh. dev studio, according to their Twitter. They don't seem to have a website, so they're a little hard to figure out more information about. But uh, I'm sure it's not pronounced this way, but the developer is titled Team Sun Eat. That's, which, you yes. know, I appreciate Badass, it. Badass, actually. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I quite like it. Um, I don't know. I, it's just one of those uh, little roguelites that I like to pick up every now and then. And, you know, it's, it's fun for what it is. What's the uh, loop to loop? Uh, so, like, every time you die, what's the progression? What's the meta progression? That, to um, me, you, is the most important part. You go back to your home base, and, you know, there's, um, there's like, a talent tree that you can upgrade, and it's tiered. Mm-hmm. So... You pick like one talent per tier and it's separated to like offense, defense and utility. And then there are like, you know, more options at startup. Um, There are like upgrades to like your relationships with other characters, which is one, how it lets you unlock the other characters and two, how it upgrades sort of uh, characters that appear during runs and the upgrades that they give you. Mm I don't think I can see anything that's like, oh, yeah, you build relationships with characters and not think they must have seen Hades, Hades and just immediately ripped it right. I mean, my, I my, wish. First thought, my first thought is almost always, oh, these people played a persona and or a visual novel. And what they really <laughs> want to make is a dating sim, but they wrapped another gameplay around it. Oh, around it instead. The, the relationship upgrade stuff has zero depth. You are literally collecting a resource and going into a menu and upgrading the relationship. And that's it. Perfect. You're feeding them cake. <laughs> I got Nailed 400 it. cakes for you, baby. I'm going to just Hell feed you yeah. all of these cakes and you're oh, going to sell things to me for less money. Yes. They don't eat them. <laughs> they just, they just drop it in the ground in front <laughs> they just of you. I have them. <laughs> and they step on it like your dreams. Uh, this uh it looks cool though i, I don't know i kind of want i'd check it out i want it on xbox game pass i don't want to buy it i don't want to spend 15 dollars for this totally fair i mean it's a yet another like imagine good good roguelite imagine five years from now how many mid-tier activision ips are going to get revived as game pass games that are like good fellas but not great fellas be perfect <laughs> for you <laughs> I want to. I also want to say, Tim. I believe it was your game last week, Vampire Survivors, that has mm-hmm. apparently swept the internet since. Oh, that was uh, that was Daniel. That was Daniel ahead of, okay. ahead of the wave, baby. Uh, then Daniel, congratulations for finding the new meta because uh, I've, in three different discords, I've seen people talking <laughs> about it, and I've seen two streamers playing it. So yeah. it there were thirteen thousand people watching it uh, earlier on uh, Twitch. Yeah, I have to announce. I do have to announce the. You can tell it's a good game because uh, they have a NFT joke with a new item uh, in order to celebrate <laughs> the 35th day anniversary of its release. Uh, they released their own NFT from Game Patch 0.2.9. The Naduja Frita Tanto can randomly drop from candles and add 10 seconds to your run. Fuck oh, you, I Konami. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so. 
Blade Assault. I'll look into it. And then, uh, Daniel, you have Resident Evil Village in mm-hmm. classic Daniel style of how can I play a game that people have stopped talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this week. Uh, so I watched that speed run. I picked it up. I actually have to reinstall it because I did a, a Windows refresh because Windows updates broke and wouldn't install anymore. And I forgot. You forget about the things you just say, yeah, install it. And it ends up on your C drive and then vanishes. Uh, but I got like two lords in. That's a that's a real good game. I think I like it. Uh, like I I like watching Seven. I hate playing it because yeah, uh, I'm a big yeah. baby who doesn't like getting aggressively hunted in my horror games. So like I can't play Alien Isolation either. Like it just it just too much tension. My, my least favorite part of RE2 is when Mr. X shows up. That's more manageable now because like on my third run, I know what I'm doing. So it's like oh, I'm not being hunted anymore. I just got to avoid this dude. RE7 is like I know that that section in the beginning in the house doesn't last very long, but like, I just, I can't, I just fucking cannot with that game. It's really intense. And I've only yeah. ever watched it. Eight is eight has some of that, but it feels much more it's so like, campy. It's like so they, campy. like all the, like there never felt like I was being hunted in the same way. It's like, there's an area where, yeah. Oh, one of the vampire lady daughters show up. And like, I guess in the main castle, they kind of chase you a little bit, but mostly it was like, okay, I'm going by. Yeah. And they like, it's not as claustrophobic. Go, okay, see you later. And then, uh, I had like one situation where tall vampire lady was like in the way when she was just wandering around. I'm like, all right, I'll just sit in the safe room until you, I hear you path away and then I'll make a run until for you it. you fuck off. And then all the other like hunted sections are like semi-scripted where it's like, this is the section where you run down this hallway and like a cinematic happens or terrible things happen to Ethan's hands again. Or You know what's whatever. great about 8 is they finally explain, and you're not, this is spoilers, you said you watched the speedrun, so I don't care, Yeah, is uh, they finally explain why the, the goop juice actually works at all for mm-hmm. Ethan, which is they, great, because it made no sense in 7 <laughs> whatsoever. They, um... They, I, I was also, I was also like, okay, so where does this really fit into the RE timeline? And I like looked it up, and I was like, oh right, after the first three games, this timeline got insane. Yeah. Like, um, did you did you know that the uh, Antarctic base in Code Veronica was conceived of, built, and had the twins cloned in two years? Because apparently, I guess Umbrella has magical construction powers. I actually you know, don't know enough that about in, Resident in Resident Evil, Evil Revelations, in Resident Evil Revelations, I forget the name of a city, but you learn about this city that got built uh, in the middle of the Mediterranean. Peregrigia. Peregrigia. In the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Thank you. Uh, in 11 years, they started building it in like 1993 and it was done in 2004. And oh, by the way, it's also powered by solar energy broadcast to the city by a mirror in space. Is this a Kojima game? No, like, it's is Kojima worked on this. And I'd love eight, to see that. No, eight, eight slots into this in a way that just kind of like doubles down on some of the insanity in a way that is like uh, the good type of insanity. Like there, there's bad Resident Evil insanity, like all of five, most of all of six, most of five, some of four. I um, liked five, and I liked. I six. mean, five's five's good, but like that story insanity went. It's a dumb story. Like, Went, I'm went talking punching and, boulders yeah. and a volcano. Yeah. And six is, six Leon's story starts with the president of the United States being like, you know, we should tell people what really happened at Raccoon City. And it's like, wait, hang on. 
a big point of this game is that everybody knows what happened at Raccoon City. You're trying to tell me now, six games in, we're retconning that into a cover-up? And yeah, then we're reckoning killed, it with it now. And then he gets killed by a zombie assassin. Uh, and Leon gets framed because, mm. again... Oh, the, six the is guy, garbage. The guy that was um, not even a police officer for a day because Raccoon City got zombied as he went into work uh, is apparently, like, secret service. Anyway... Resident Evil 8's good. Which, um, which Resident Evil has the gunfight <laughs> on the roof? Okay, this is apparently it's Resident Evil Vendetta. Resident Evil oh, Vendetta is my favorite yeah. Resident Evil game. Oh, that gun caught <laughs> shit? Yeah, on the roof. Because yes, of this. that movie, that movie, those movies are uh, insane. Beautiful. Like, actually the, uh, insane. This is the best uh, Resident Evil uh, game because it is the dumbest thing I've ever seen and I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway. That's a CG movie. Okay, it's it's beautiful, you, whatever it is. If you is. want to know where I'm at in uh, RE8, I was up until like 5.30 in the morning playing it uh, on like Saturday last week. And then uh, I had just finished the second Lord, which um, giant fetus worm monster at five in the morning was like a lot. That was a lot, man. That whole section, second section oh, of that you game did the dollhouse. is that dollhouse is so fucking scary yeah, in such man. a good way oh my god it's so good they, yeah. they really, really nailed it it is so good and i'm Yatsi excited to like, go uh, doesn't like the game but he says that's like the best like if it was just that that's like the yeah, best it's it's a really good horror experience <laughs> uh the actual game itself is like first person re4 but they like made it better instead of going into re5 uh yeah i'm excited to go fight the giant fish man and then eventually uh kill uh weirds frankenstein man with the giant magneto uh, yeah with the magneto powers and the giant mech uh, i'm uh, excited yeah, for this game i'm excited for this game to turn into uh wolfenstein <laughs> zombie magneto what a what a weird game uh all right so for for my update um i mentioned arcvale last week i have since beaten arcvale it was actually way shorter than i thought it would be um i i think i <laughs> good put six hours into it if that um and i played it on normal uh the game started pretty easy then it got like maybe a little challenge not even challenging i don't know i died like six or seven times through the whole playthrough the game was not nearly as hard as i thought it was going to be or as i had seen it but i I watched someone play it on hard and i understand that is much harder the game gets real broken once you get towards the end some of the end game weapons and stuff just like melts every enemy and invalidates the gameplay but this is like the bullet hell right yeah it's just a fantasy bullet hell and it's you know legend of zelda e in the sense that like there's dungeons you do them you beat them all you beat the game that's it there's no roguelike there's no procedural anything it's just a whole set map and you go and play it it was fun i liked it it was a good experience i'm glad that i didn't pay money for it because it was very short um i i would recommend people check it out if they have like a long weekend and they're looking for something stupid and easy to play it's a good game to just sort of blast through um but because i was in that mood and i wanted something more uh i i decided to pick up nobody saves the world which i think was also mentioned last week because mm-hmm. that just came out you said explicitly uh, you wouldn't play it yeah yeah and i decided <laughs> because i finished arcvale so fast i was like time to move into something that looks like arcvale i guess and so I picked this up. It's really good. I love it, actually. I played it more today. Uh, I played it, uh, so I've, I've had two sit-down sit sessions with it. It's very, um, 
again legend of zelda e where there's like a world map and there's dungeons and you have to beat all the dungeons to beat the game but each individual dungeon is a randomized layout um so the layouts are not generally that interesting um but they have random like enemy assortments and stuff um so far Do you I've have seen, the, like, the bow and arrow what? wielding horse yet like in the screenshot mm, yes i can okay, do good. that perfect yes and uh yeah that's what makes the game cool is there's this idea of like forms um and you and i don't know what the forms are going to be i haven't like spoiled myself or anything so every single time i unlock a new form i'm like what the hell is this you know like the very first form it gives you is rat and i'm like uh, okay exciting i am a rat <laughs> now i guess and then the next form is like a ranger and i was like why didn't I start as a ranger? Why did I start as a rat? And then like after ranger, it's like, now you're a horse. And I'm like, why am I a horse? Like it just goes back and forth between like making sense and making no sense. Um, and each form that you become plays completely differently. Like the rat runs around and has a gnawing. So you like gnaw at people in this really short melee attack. Then the archer has a bow and arrow. And then the horse just kicks people with a hind kick and it kicks them into walls like and it does insane damage and you're like holy shit the horse is overpowered so like <laughs> it makes you have these fun moments of like I'd, i had no idea a snail could be so powerful like you know just really wacky stuff just complete uh, nonsense out of context i love it yeah and it but it's a lot of fun to play and like that's what they focused on like i've really enjoyed I, uh, playing it i grabbed so. that as well as uh uh a couple other game pass games to play because they all kind of hit at the same time yes looking forward to that paparazzi and windjammers 2 i've heard bad things about paparazzi so let me know yeah. what you think sounds like it's coming in hot a after nobody saves the world i'm just going to continue the the trend of arcvale zelda e games and just play death store just go down the line one into the other <laughs> right very good game very good death game. store is very very good um, but yes. yeah, that's the crow Nobody boy. The one, right? Yes. Yep. Crow yep. boy. Well, crow reaper. Oh, the one thing that's very weird about Nobody Saves the World, unlike Arkvale and unlike all of um, it, all of it. No, there's no dodge roll, which like I'm so Wild. used to dodge rolls in these kind of games now. With when you're like a rat, you attack with very close melee. You can get hit really easy because there's no dodge roll and there's no iframes. You just get Ooh. wrecked. If you just stand in the middle of a group of enemies, Sounds however, like vampire survivor, they learn from the best. However, there's a ton of healing items. So like enemies drop healing items all the time. So the game is like weirdly not challenging, but also dangerous. Like it's, I don't know. It's really fun. It has a really fun mix. I, it's unique, very unique so far. Check it out. Sounds um, cool. All right. So Dean, you have no games this week. Yeah, like I said, my job completely switched my schedule. It has ruined my life, um, and I've had no free time because I've just been so tired. Um, Dean's, I, Dean's game of the week is job. Yeah, so gainful you, employment, unfortunately. Do you wish <laughs> then to be the one to pick Ooh, our new random uh, game? Do you want to hit the button? you want to spin the wheel? I, I did it last so, time. So wait, I, I didn't get to have any fun this week, and you want me to curse us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. mean, look, yeah, it right. seem so far it seems <laughs> weighted towards games that are that are okay, right? I don't think we're going to find some true garbage. How deep do I have to go for this? Oh, here it is. Okay. Um 
I, I guess just I remember it can't be an EA game. I could do. Well, it might okay. be one I uh, bri- Bridge Constructor Portal. How's that sound? Perfect. Ooh, you know what? Check that out. Not bad. All right. I uh, is that I hit. I hit bare the button, bones game. I hit the button for fun. So if we want to swap over to the catch, carp and coarse fishing, we could do that instead. Okay, that sounds worse. <laughs> no, I'll I will say I, I've I already played. Want to. I, I I have already played Bridge Constructor Portal uh, on my phone, and it's fucking out. And it, yeah, I mean, like cool. I'm fine with something. You're like an expert. Add it to my yeah. suite of light okay. games to play this week. Well, since you uh, can't play video games anyway. Uh, Dean, this is perfect for you. You've already played it. <laughs> yeah, you can play it on your phone. But will that appease the bracelet? Uh, you might want to replay it and see if it still holds, like, do you, how much of the puzzles solutions. Because from what I understand about Bridge Constructor is you can solve these puzzles very differently. <laughs> yes, that I'm aware of. I have I've never been... actually played a Bridge Constructor. Um, what's the normal Bridge Constructor game called? Bridge Builder? Bridge Constructor. Yeah, well, that makes, yeah right. <laughs> take that away the word tracks. portal and you're you're solid no what's the is it bridge constructor? Bri- bri- bridge constructor or are you thinking of i think there's a game called poly poly bridge poly yeah there's poly bridge there's also a bridge const- isn't there there's a bridge constructor um why is this a genre what's the zombie walking dead, one. What, walking walking dead. dead. yeah that's the one there's the there's the walking dead bridge constructor For as well some fucking reason yeah but poly bridge one was like the one that started all of it, isn't it? Probably. I don't know or care. I don't need to know the history of the bridge genre. <laughs> well, actually, well, you're going to be heading up a no clip documentary about the bridge genre. Oh well, this is going to get real awkward for them. Uh, I've never played any of these, so I've always wanted to, but I also didn't want to buy it. So this is a good excuse to check it out. It's installed. Hopefully the Windows tone was properly muted in the recording. I didn't hear it. So hopefully the bracelets are appeased. Thank you all for joining us. And thank you, Tim, Dean, and Daniel, for your wonderful takes on Blizzard and Italian Senate proceedings. I appreciated your Still views hate in those matters. I hate that we talked about it. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to talk next week and find out what happens between now and then because who knows 2022 Spanish parliament is going to be off the chain this week I can feel it coming (laughs) I think they'll do a different video for Spanish parliament yeah I think they got one with uh, Barrett in it hell yeah (laughs) nice it's a crossover it's uh, Barrett and Ellie from uh, Last of Us oh god oh my god oh my god all right goodbye everyone Bye. Bye. bye